Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. Uh, Don't forget, it is Bring a Friend Week coming up on April 4th, um, 4th through the uh, 8th, 9th, something like that. So bring your friends, bring your family. All you need is the link for to send to your friend or family member that they can fill out and sign their waiver and all that stuff. And then they will be able to sign up for classes for that week. Um, they can come to any class they want. You don't necessarily have to come with them. But uh, we are super excited to meet your friends and family. And we're going to have a super fun week. Also, if you listened to last week's episode with Danny Lear, we have a discount code for products on the caffeineandkilos.com website for 10% off for uh, WCFM members. The code is Warrior. CFM. You get 10% off. All right. So I am here with my guest, Caitlin Iberg. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your husband, who shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. you know, because we're here to talk about you and not him, <laughs> um, is a member of the gym as well. Yes, I'm yes. sure people can figure it out. Mm-hmm. But anyways, actually, you were the one who started first. Correct. And I was thinking about this on the way over here. You started, was it the fall of 2019? Yes, around oh, November. Okay, yeah, because yeah, that's back when, so during that time, we were doing the three-month thing, yes. right? So when mm-hmm. you started, it was the training plus the nutrition. Yes. It was that, like, three-month minimum. Yes. Like that whole deal, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. So what made you decide to give that a try? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, you know, I have two daughters and I had volunteered a ton for a school fundraiser. I did that for two years and then that was over in November and I was like, okay, I need to focus on myself Mm -hmm. and, uh, girls are in school full time. And so I'm like, okay, it's time for me. And so how old were they at this point? Uh, was it? Well, how old are they now? That's they're fine. <laughs> nine and a half and eight. So they, I think, are yeah. first in kindergarten. Okay. So now they're what? In third grade and second, second, <laughs> third and second. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that was just like, okay, time for me. And I haven't, you know, I haven't been great at consistency. I kind of ebb and flow. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah. So then after I started November and then. Um, I told Ryan, I said, you would love this. And, oh, I wasn't supposed to say his name. Yeah, we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> well, I know that he started because we decided to do like a Valentine's Day uh-huh. couples like special uh-huh. thing. And then you were like, oh, I'm going to bring my husband. Uh-huh. And so then he started and then we closed the gym. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Well, it's because of him, really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, my gosh. We still couldn't get him to quit. So anyways, um, yeah. So then that's kind of been like. The experience, yes. but I want to talk more about, um, okay. So when you started, you had kids in first grade and kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like saying like, oh, this was like time for myself. I wanted to like have some time for myself. And so I think that it's worth just noting how difficult it is to have like little kids, like two kids mm-hmm. basically under five years old. So I'm just assuming that you'd spent 
those like last five years or whatever, basically just worried about raising little kids. Right. So had you guys, um, when did you move here? Uh, I forgot. I forget the timeline. It was, um, I believe I came up in July, August of 15, 2015. And then Ryan came up a couple months later. So you guys, were your kids already born? They were little. Little, tiny. Yeah, my youngest was like, she had her second birthday here. Oh, okay. So yeah, we moved here, didn't know anybody, nobody. And (laughs) so we just, yeah, and we focused a lot on that and we remodeled our house and getting the kids in school, raising them. And then, yeah, yeah. been there in school full time. And so did, do you have, well, tell me where you're from, because I just found out the other day, I didn't realize you were actually from St. Louis. Yes. Okay. So tell me about growing up in St. Louis. So I was born and raised in St. Louis until I was like a sophomore in high school. And then my family and I moved to a small town called Rolla, Missouri, which is actually about the size of Muscatine mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And that's where I met Ryan mm-hmm. or this nameless the person, person that you're <laughs> married to <laughs> who can't keep his shirt on in the gym. Yes. Right. Um, so yeah, so I hope he knew we were going to talk shit about him the oh, whole episode. Uh, that's sure. all it's for about. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, we, um, so that's where I met him and then dated for a long time, got married, moved around for college for him, for myself. And then we lived in a small town and then in Missouri and then moved up here. I didn't so. realize. So you guys are like high school sweethearts. I was in high school. He's three years older. Than oh, I okay. So I met him my junior year, I guess. Cause I moved when I was a sophomore. So yeah, we dated and then dated all through college and he had a couple stints in college and <laughs> yeah. changed his mind a few times. Yeah. A couple different careers. Now he's and, already been on the podcast. Yes. So if you want to go back and find out about his story, you can go back and listen to it. I actually don't remember what episode it was, but it was a while ago. He's on the list somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk more about like your story mm-hmm. and your athletic background. And if you did sports or cared kind of, about any of that stuff, kind of, um, I ran track when I was in St. Louis, um, and I liked it. wasn't super competitive. It was just through the high school. But then when I moved to the smaller town, it just kind of threw a wrench and everything. Yeah. You know, the whole making friends and a new community, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And so I did run a little bit there. And I did hurdles and um, pole mm-hmm. vault and didn't do anything in college by any means. But, yeah. Um, so I don't have a lot of athletic background. Um, I I don't know. I think my I have a – I'm very focused on our family and our kids. Yeah. You know, and – so yeah, that's why I was like, I need to do something for me. And I, I think also too, even here just lately, I've tried to be more committed and not mm-hmm. have excuses. And we got a puppy seven months ago or actually five months ago. And it's like, no, it's fine. She can be in the crate. I shouldn't feel guilty about her being in the crate. I can go to the gym for an hour. You know, she is so. a dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're, they're okay to be in the crate. So this is what I did to my dogs. Um, so we were gone. We went to the mall of America last weekend. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. And, um, I didn't like we kind of decided to go last minute so I didn't make any arrangements to like kennel Mm -hmm. take the dogs to the kennel so my brother-in-law lives like essentially a country block from us (laughs) so just like the next road over Uh so um and he's usually willing to kind of help out so he came and checked on them twice a day and during the day they were just outside all day long and then at night he just brought them in the garage I didn't want them in my house because I don't want him to destroy the house. Like right. if you're going to destroy some stuff, cause you know, it's going to be out of their normal routine to like right. not have us be around. And, um, 
so yeah and it actually was cold and rainy and they had to they were just outside all day long they but they are farm dogs <laughs> they do spend a lot of time outside yeah. in general yeah. um but right before we left uh sammy one of the dogs ruined her collar for the mm-hmm. fence mm-hmm. and the dogs got outside of our fence that we have our invisible fence mm-hmm. So while we were gone, I'm like, well, I can't trust this invisible fence. And if no one's going to be around to really only check on them twice a day, like they need to make sure that they are in. And I just didn't want to leave them like inside. So we have um, electric fencing for like chickens, Mm -hmm. um, hogs, like stuff like that. So we put that up in the backyard and so they could not leave the backyard. And (laughs) Sammy was so freaked out by that fence because she of course she didn't know it was electric you got to find out the hard way and yeah so she gets immediately shocked by it and then is scared was scared of the backyard because we set it up a few days before we left just to kind of get him acclimated to it and uh she like basically refused to leave the deck so I have no idea like what happened to them while they were gone but that's the amount of care that I like put into it I'm like these are farm animals Mm -hmm. they are farm dogs they are mostly out i mean we have six acres they're mostly outside all day every day even in the winter like they are dogs and they like to be outside for like long if it's really cold they don't you can tell when it's really cold because they will want to come inside all the time and they'll forget it's cold and they'll be like wait we're inside and we want to go back outside and then they like realize they're cold and it's like this constant (laughs) but once it's nice enough out you can tell because they don't come back up to the door to like be let in yeah um So since we haven't gotten them a new collar yet, then they're just in that backyard area. Of course, they just want in and out, in and out, in and out all the time. So I'm starting to get annoyed about that. But it's like the the collars for those things are like a hundred and like a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, now I got to spend a hundred dollars to like get her a new collar. And it's like, I'm just really annoyed about it. But anyway, how's your puppy doing now? <laughs> she's fine. She just had her spay surgeries this oh, yeah. past week. Oh, yeah. How's she was, doing? She's, yeah, she's fine Does now. Does she first, recover? Yeah. First couple of days were rough. And, you know, we learned the hard way that pain meds don't agree with her stomach. Oh, and, no. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Figured it out. No more pain meds. And oh, she's man. Fine. No more pain meds. Yeah. Just pain. Just pain. She's fine. She's fine. So, um, what kind of a dog is she again? She's a mini Aussie doodle. Oh, so okay. She'll be about 25, <laughs> 30 pounds. Australian Shepherd and Poodle. Oh, so. okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a learning process, but it's been good. And, you know, one and done is what we say. Yeah. One and done. <laughs> I know. I got a second one and I'm regarding my life, yeah. but yeah. they do love each other, which is nice. Yeah. But, um, okay. So you don't have like a huge athletic background. Nope. Had you like exercised at all, like through your like twenties or were you like a go to the Y type person or like anytime fitness, you know, like that sort of like thing. When we were in Kansas city, we did have, I had a gym membership actually swam. I would swim Mm -hmm. and, you know, do some treadmill stuff, but Mm -hmm. honestly not a whole lot of weightlifting. So CrossFit for me was very new. Mm Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, our, uh, Ryan's brother and sister-in-law are really big into it and our niece and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, I don't know. He encouraged me and I was like, okay, I'll just try something new. Let's go with it. And I enjoy it. I love it. And I see the benefit if you go four times a week, (laughs) (laughs) if and when, so that happens. But yeah, yeah, well, we can talk a little bit about like your inconsistency. Like that's totally fine. I mean, I think we all understand that life does get in the way Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, I don't want to say like just excuses and be like, Oh, you should definitely 
have the gym be one of the most important things in your life and you should never miss any time or whatever. I mean, like I totally understand that there's degrees of importance that, you know, people put on it. Um, but yeah, I guess I just am kind of curious. So like you, you knew about CrossFit because of Ryan's brother and, and wife. Yeah. I mean, primarily they, you know, they're, they've been in it for years and we'd go back and visit, you know, Ryan would go with them to the mm-hmm. gym and I'm like, oh, I'll just stay back <laughs> with the kids. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, cause like, I just do see it kind of being like a big, like a big jump for a you, very big jump, you know, very big jump, but I wanted, I, I needed to do something different, yeah. you know, like I still have this baby weight and my youngest yeah. is eight. Just turn eight. I'm <laughs> like, your okay, baby weight, like yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I got to do something about this, you know, like, and just even feel better. Right. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, um, it's, it's been good, but yeah, inconsistency, especially like looking back here recently, like November got sick, the girls got sick, you know, we all got sick. That took a while. I mean, I came in, like I would just walk on the mm-hmm. air runner, you know, like, okay, I got to do something. And then like, I would do Did you that. guys have COVID or? I'm pretty sure. We oh, did. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so you sure. just had like a respiratory thing. It's hard yeah. to exercise with that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then I would do like a couple of classes and my lungs would just be on fire and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> something's not quite right, you know, and just didn't have the energy. And then, you know, you have Thanksgiving and then you have Christmas. And like, as a mom, I'm sure you can relate like all of that, like, majority of it falls on me mm-hmm. you know and then you have Christmas and then it's like New Year's and then your kids go finally go back to school and you're like yeah. I need a hot minute to myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, just to have a quiet house you know yeah and so um so yeah I think that's a big part of it is making the decision to try to put myself first mm-hmm. and I have you know like we can all be selfish in our own ways I'm selfish with certain things you know but right. like just rearranging those priorities of you know, just like making the time for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because not only because you think it's important, but because it also like helps you feel better and right. You know, and then you make better food choices and that just, yeah, I can definitely tell if I don't go to the gym, I don't make as great of food choices. It definitely does. It definitely does go hand in hand. Yeah. It, it's not weird, but it is also kind of weird because you could, be making the food choices, even if you're not right. exercising. Right. There's just no motivation if like I let, just left the gym, you know, cause I'm pretty much strictly only eight 30 yeah. and you know, I, the rest of the day I'm like, okay, well I don't want to undo what I mm-hmm. just did. You know, so that is a good question. Have you been to other class times? <laughs> I have never been to an evening class ever. Never, never. No. So you've been, I, you've been to a weekend, yes. like just the Sundays though. Have you yeah. ever come to a Saturday? Uh, randomly. Not very many. Not really. No. And then, um, only if you know, Kylie's going to be your partner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then I've done a couple noon classes, but it's been a while. Yeah. So my youngest, um, does gymnastics. So that occupies 20 hours of my week that I'm not here. So I, yeah. so I can't go after what made o'clock. you guys decide to do that. Did you try both of your girls in it or gymnastics? Yeah. So that started when they were in preschool, they had, it was in Iowa city, Iowa gymnast and they have mm-hmm. Mondays like a lunch bunch. So you pay like $5 and you can play in the gym. And we just go to kind of get out of town. Just and have something to do. Yeah, yeah. Go to Target. You know, like we were fairly new in town, yeah. you know, didn't know anybody and like get When Isabel out. was little, um, I used to go to Iowa City a lot and she did a dance class mm-hmm. once a week. And so that was kind of nice for me because at that point in time, I wasn't, uh, I can't remember, I might have been maybe helping my parents a little bit, but 
when Isabel, when my oldest was really little, I didn't have like any like full-time type job. So I was like home a lot with her. Mm -hmm. And, um, we lived in Riverside at the time, which is like 15 minutes south Mm -hmm. of Iowa city. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my like day. We would like Mm -hmm. go to the mall and (laughs) just like, you know, she would do her little like 45 minute dance class. And (laughs) yep. (laughs) So anyways, go on. So we started with lunch bunch and then they had rec classes for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I signed both the girls up for that. And you know, I'd get 45 minutes to myself, even if it was in the lobby of gymnastics, it's fine. You know? And did you ever get to, do you get to drop them off and leave or? Um, now I do, but when they were that little, I, like, I don't even know at what age I started doing that, but I know like when they were three and four, I probably not. Had to yeah. Stay. Like the potty train. I mean, she was yeah. potty trained by three, but you know what I mean? Like just, I do because it was the same with like dance. It, your kid really had to be at least school age to yeah. the point to where, you know, they're not just going to like pee their pants mm-hmm. or like, you know, right. fall down and get hurt and then have to like right. have their mom or whatever. Yeah. yeah and totally. wait on you to come back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> So yeah, that both girls did that. Then it evolved to my oldest just being like, I don't like this. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fine. So we stopped and then they had evening classes that Reagan started doing. And that was like, you know, one hour a week and then two hours. And then it gradually just got into mm-hmm. the competitive. So it just like took off for her and yes. she really like yes. is into it. You're very into got it. it. You're very into it. And so um, how many years has she been doing that now? Um, she was probably three when we started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she just turned eight. So, so yeah. what, what is your oldest like doing? She is in basketball and soccer. So that's all local, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. weird how like, yeah, I mean, I have three kids and they just all like doing different things mm-hmm. so far too. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when they're all like doing it at the same time mm-hmm. too, it's a lot of like going in different directions and <laughs> yeah. And relying on other people to help you, which I'm super grateful for. And yeah, cause it's hard. It's hard to be in multiple places at one time. So. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I don't know if I've necessarily had, yes, I have just this last so Allie was doing softball. She's been, um, she's doing it year round this okay. year for this year. She's doing it for like the full year. And then, um, Cami and Isabel both played basketball. And so it was, there was definitely some nights where like all three of them would be having stuff <laughs> going on, but it is helpful for me because Isabel can drive Oh yeah, to school and back. And so that has been a super big help. Mm-hmm. And if she could not, like if my kids were closer in age and she could not drive, then yeah, that would be a lot more annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so what did you go to school for? I am an occupational therapist, which I'm sure a lot is. of people do not know what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, so occupational I therapy. I feel like I should know, but I really, I don't know much about the medical community, which is also weird because my mom was a nurse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's physical therapists and there's occupational therapists and speech language pathologists. Okay. So the three of us work together. And so yes, occupational therapy, the name is not real great. They actually talked about changing it probably over a decade, even before that, but Mm -hmm. they decided not to. Um, so occupational therapy helps people with their activities of daily living. So let's say for example, you've had a stroke or like a car accident, you know, whatever, and you can't use, you know, one side of your body or whatever injury you have. Mm -hmm. We help relearn and even teach modifications of like how to get dressed, how to take a shower, how to cook your meals, even driving, like all of that. Oh, okay. Um, again, worked hand in hand with, you know, PTs, physical Mm -hmm. therapists, um, 
there is some overlap with like upper body strength and like shoulder and you can go to school to be certified in hand therapy with Mm -hmm. both PTs can as well. Usually it's more occupational therapists, but, um, and then also with pediatrics, I loved, that was my highlight. I worked, um, in schools. So I traveled between different schools when I lived in Kansas city and Mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. Worked with a lot of children with like down syndrome, autism, just, general delays, like all that kind of stuff, just teaching fine motor skills, how to tie their shoes or, you know, even getting dressed in buttons and fasteners, which Kyle recently has asked me, he's having difficulty tying his, untying his shoes. And so that has been entertaining this past week well, to talk about. Well, he's a special kid, so. <laughs> Definitely figure this out. It's been very entertaining. Um, so I might have to start charging them for my right? services. Right, you should, Definitely. you should. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, don't I, teach him how to tie his shoes for free, Caitlin. It's Come actually on. the untying. He's oh, whatever. It. You know what I mean? The untying, the tying. Oh, it was it was a great conversation. I mean, but, you can't know everything, right? <laughs> so yeah, I worked. Um, I worked in that for quite a while. Uh, actually, when Ryan went back to school, supported him, and then when we started having children, I worked for a little bit, and then I was like, I can't do. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. Well, and yeah, we lived in a very small town. Our daycare options were not good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So did you, so you didn't always like know you wanted to be like a stay at home mom or? I, yes and no. Like I thought I would do more of the part-time thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but with Ryan's schedule, um, with, he, when he's on call, it's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Even his, his daily hours are not consistent. Yeah. And, even moving here, he travels quite a bit to different mm-hmm. hospitals. And so like some days he's home, he can be home at one or two and some days it's six, you yeah. know? And so I have to be available. Yeah. So, I mean, I relate to that. My husband is a farmer. There's yeah. no predictability at all within his schedule. And then the times of the year where he is working, he's working basically nonstop and is like not really around. And so I've done all kinds of things from, like part-time work to I've never really done full-time work for like gone to a company and worked like a 40 hour a week like job so I've always been kind of like bouncing around doing random stuff and you know helping with the farm and just like all that sort of stuff and I didn't start working here until my kids were older okay so I remember telling Kyle when he bought the gym what was it like 2016 so Allie would have been like, she was like two or three maybe. And so, I mean, I only worked like, I only coached for him just like a little bit starting out and mm-hmm. I, it had to be around when I could like do it, you know what right. I mean? And so, um, it became a lot easier once Allie was in school right. because then I was like, okay, so I'm more available for like the during the day classes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I ended up, you know, obviously it made sense for me to coach like eight 30 and noon. So like, I still kind of do a lot of that time right. because I don't want to be gone in the evenings, mm-hmm. you know, cause I want to see my kids and obviously they do have like activities and things like that. And, um, I'm also grateful. We don't do like a ton of weekend coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I coach like once a month or whatever, which yeah. is nice. So there's a lot of freedom. I've just always looked for things that kind of given me like a lot of freedom and Mm -hmm. any of our like farming stuff, you know, a lot of the times your kids can be around with you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents helped a lot though, like watch my kids, which is really nice. And I think that I just don't know what it would have been like to like live in a town with little kids where I didn't really like know anyone. 
Um, when did you become like BFFs with the Haggerty's though? Did you, so you, did you knew, know Kylie before you started here? And I assume that's maybe how you knew about the I gym did, or. So to answer your first question. So we became friends through school and yeah. our kids school. And then, so two of our kids go to, are in the same class are both in third grade, mm-hmm. Tegan and George. And so, but really Kylie and I started doing a lot of stuff at school and volunteering and like, so then our friendship formed through that. Mm-hmm. And then our kids like to play together. And so then that, you know, developed and then Ryan and John and all their antics that they like to do together. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then we were friends before I joined the gym. I think Kylie was actually doing private lessons. So Kylie's kind of, yeah, gone back and forth when she first started, she did, um, I almost said physical therapy. (laughs) She did personal training with Gabe when she first started. Gabe used to do a lot more personal training. And then I can't remember why or when, but she started coming to classes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's when we maybe kind of first started that 830 class back at the old gym. And I coached that every day, I think. Mm -hmm. Every day, but one day a week or something. I don't know. I coached it a lot. And so (laughs) I... Okay, like quick funny story about her though. Uh-oh. I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> one time. I had to like pee like really bad. But I was afraid to leave because I never knew like what she was going to do. <laughs> like she just she had a hard time like starting in classes, you know, and yeah. I just a lot of it is just like nerves and yes. just being inexperienced and and that sort of stuff. Um but I was like I like made a comment or something about like I really need to go pee, but I'm, I just, I just, I, can you guys just make sure you don't do anything crazy while I'm gone? And she's like, are you, are you like, are you referring to me? Are you like talking about me? And I was just like, I don't want to say yes, like to your face, but I was a little bit nervous to leave you alone. Yes. I just don't want you to get hurt. Right, it's not, right. it's, I'm not mad at you. I just didn't, I don't want you to get hurt while I'm peeing. You know what I mean? So, but That's anyway, funny. so she's kind of bounced back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think she was really nervous to like do class. Yeah. And then, um, and then she, which when we first started that class, it was more of like a mom style mm-hmm. class. It was basically, it was all women when we first started oh. it. It's kind of morphed into more of a people's schedules, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. just how it works out with people's schedules. So we have a lot of people that actually come to that class that, um, just don't work. Like they don't work at just traditional eight right. to five or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. people who work second shifts and swing shifts and, you know, that sort of a thing. So, yeah. um, anyways, um, and then I think she went back to personal training with Gabe for a while. Cause I think when we started here yes. and when we opened this gym, which was 2019, she was doing personal training, but I can't remember when she went back to classes again. It was like, after I had joined. Cause when I first joined, she was still, she doing? Was still doing it. Okay. And then when did John join? It was less than the same time as you. Or did I, I, it was in the winter at some point. Cause I remember her saying that he would always work out at the farm and then he came in here and he was only going to do it in the winter inside. And then he was going to go back out to the farm. Got it. But then he never left, unfortunately. <laughs> if he could go to a different time slide, it'd be great. <laughs> right? Nope. That's his time. Can't, 830. Can't change it. I mean, I shouldn't. I mean, that's my time. So Yeah, that's your time too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So are you nervous to go to other class times or is it just not really work just out with your work. schedule very I well? Mean, yeah, it doesn't work out. And I like doing it in the morning and getting it over with. Yeah. You know, really after three o'clock when the girls get home, like if I went to like a three thirty class, I don't know. I don't, I don't I think it would be harder for me to go. Yeah. And I would probably be nervous because I wouldn't, you know, I'd be like, who are all these? 
I mean, I would know some of them, but you know, yeah, yeah, majority of them I would not. So. There, there's like, there's like this group of people who go to their class time and they don't go to any other classes. Yeah, and they never go to any other classes, and they really don't know anyone else in the gym. That would be. Me. And then there's the people who never go to the same class, are always bouncing around <laughs> to classes because they have odd schedules yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, like even like Ryan, he comes yes. to a lot of different class times, like mm-hmm. based on his schedule or like, like Chloe or, you know, yes. someone who's mm-hmm. always coming to different class times mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I can kind of see where it would be difficult to like get outside of your like mm-hmm. allotted time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but even after all these years, you still don't feel like super comfortable with maybe going to other classes. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'd probably better now, yeah. but you know, yeah. I, Are you more of a like shy type person? Is yeah. that kind of a person yeah. like more of like introvert and yes. stuff? I, I sit back, observe, listen. And then when I get to know you and trust you, then I'll open up and talk. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. What's yeah. that like? I don't know. I just, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even like doing this podcast, I'm like, oh, okay. I know. I know. I asked you to do it literally like how long ago months like six ago. months and I ho- I was hoping that you forgot it <laughs> yeah well I did kind of forget for a little while because I think that you had been gone from the gym so it must yeah. have been during those like during two my, or three yeah. months that you like weren't I coming just, in mm-hmm. and then when you started coming back in again I was like oh yeah <laughs> but then I had a bunch of podcasts actually episodes um I had a bunch like planned Scheduled, out for yeah. yeah so it just kind of depends on like I kind of go in phases where sometimes I have a lot of ideas and so I kind of have to, I have like a lot in Mm -hmm. a row and then there'll be sometimes where like every week I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do this week? So it just kind of depends on the, just kind of depends on the week. But yeah, I was like, I had seen you recently and I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) she told me she would. I know some people are super nervous to like, come on, Mm -hmm. but once you like get here and start talking, yeah, it's it's not too bad. Okay. So I do want to, I did have some questions about the occupational therapy. So, so that, is that like, um, like a program that you do or does that take like, like a four year degree and then you go on to school or what's the program like for that? Cause um, I, I honestly, I thought for some reason, like in the back of my mind somehow, I thought maybe that you were like a nurse, but I'm thinking that's Miranda. Miranda. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, so it, when I went to school is a five-year master's program. Okay. So you just went straight through like five years or? Yes. So you would do your two years of gen ed and then you applied to the program. So like I went to Mizzou. Okay. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I went to Mizzou and then, um, you apply and then yeah, your junior, senior year, and then you do your master's. And now I believe it's like a clinical doctorate. So it might be six or seven years. I don't know what it is now. Wow. So Yes. So if you wanted to like go back to work, would you have to be recertified or would you? I keep my license, my state license current, and then I have to do continuing ed so many hours every year, two years. Mm -hmm. And then, so like there's two different, like there's the board certification that I took my test years ago when I graduated. So then I have to have certification or continuing education Mm -hmm. for that. And it also overlaps with my state licensure. So I keep up to both with up to date with both of those. Okay. Then, so if I wanted to go back to work, I could. At okay. Yeah. So. I wasn't sure if they changed the, no. the program. If you were like, no grandfathered, grandfathered in. Yes. Got it. Okay. Grandfathered in. Yes. Yeah. So, so you got lucky that you only yep. had to go for five years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause I think when I was going to school, I think the master's was a new addition cause it used to just be a bachelor's. Oh, okay. Got and it. And then physical therapy changed theirs, the clinical doctorate. And then 
occupational therapy followed. Oh, okay. So I thought physical therapy had kind of always been that way. No. But no? Mm-hmm. They went master's and then clinical doctor. They did. They were, they were always just a couple years ahead of occupational therapy with that part of like the degrees. Got it. So, so what's, so the difference is basically, what is the difference? With physical therapy? Yeah. Just because, I mean, when you're like describing it, it sounds very, I guess it's because, so is the difference more the practical application of it? Right. So physical therapy, it's more, you know, your gross motor, your walking, your ambulatory Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, we do more like the function of everyday living. Like I have taken countless people to the bathroom and help them in the shower, Mm -hmm. like physical therapists, like they'll help them obviously go to the bathroom. And that's very, you know, part of it, but they do more exercises and strengthening and stuff like that. Like rehab style stuff. Right. Right. Okay. And then we just try to pick up, like we just try to complement each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're going to get up out of bed and we're going to walk to the restroom. But when we get to the restroom, we're going to stand for so long and we're going to brush our teeth and wash our face and comb our hair and whatever. And it sounds very like simple and Mm -hmm. it is very simple. But after you've had a stroke, like getting up out of a chair and even just like doing things one handed and like, it's just a whole different ball game. And like, um, you can make, but in physical and occupational therapy, you can make a huge difference in people's lives. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I loved about pediatrics. Um, Mm -hmm. especially, children who are born with a disability Mm -hmm. like down syndrome or autism or whatever and then you can teach them how to tie their shoes or Mm -hmm. whatever I mean that's a life skill that they get to keep with them forever and you helped Mm -hmm. make that happen so yeah that's pretty awesome my aunt had down syndrome and um she was definitely capable of like routine and Uh like learning how to dress herself and tie her shoes and shower and you know Mm -hmm. like make a sandwich, like do like basic, Uh basic things for yourself, which is definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely life changing just because then you're not reliant on someone else to be doing those things for you all the time. Because, you know, in those sorts of scenarios, you just, you introduce a lot of like abusive type situations Mm -hmm. when you have Mm -hmm. to like take care of other people like that. It's can be kind of, yeah. And even for, for, as you get older, like the living environment that you're in, you know, as you talk about, like you open yourself up to that, some of that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah, even like high school students, like we would work on, you know, trying to be functional members of society that contribute. And so teach them rote jobs, you know, mm-hmm. like factory type jobs where you package things. And mm-hmm. so then they could, when they graduated high school and they were 21 if or 18, depending upon what mm-hmm. their parents chose, you could go out and have a job, you yeah. know, supervised, but you know, you could, so you like crossroads type. I don't um, know much about crossroads here in town. They um, they just have jobs that people like that can do. My gotcha. aunt worked there for her whole life. My my grandpa actually had a had a hand in getting that place started. Awesome. And was actually, I don't know if you like the director or like I don't know. He was like in charge of the place for a while, and yeah. it just it just like she went to work and she could go mm-hmm. there and I she had a purpose. She did exactly something with like pop cans. I don't know if she like sorted them or something with like pop tabs. I'm not exactly sure, right. but you know, some sort of job that was like very simple that she was like capable of doing. And it, it just gives their mm-hmm. life purpose yes. and routine, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is allows them to thrive rather mm-hmm. than, you know, just being stuck like at home, right. you know, in, in a situation like that. So, I mean, she wasn't able to earn a ton of money. Like, first of all, when you are disabled like that, you live off the government mm-hmm. and you are not allowed to make right. certain amounts of money. So I remember when my mom took over guardianship, um, 
she was only allowed so much money. So my mom was always having to like spend her money and she lived in a home with uh, other people like her. And so my mom was always like buying new <laughs> furniture and buy, you know, just mm-hmm. like fixing the house up and yeah. all this stuff because um, my aunt lived off my, so when my grandpa passed away, she lived off of his pension. And so mm-hmm. it was like too much money. Right. So it was like, I don't know. It's just kind of a flawed system uh-huh. a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because um, so were a lot of the people that you work with, were they on like government assistance or like government services? We, as far as like the high school level, we didn't quite get to that point. So I never worked with anybody in the job type. Mm-hmm. Once they got out to do that, I didn't work on that end. Yeah. It was just before that or just, you know. Yeah. But the one nice thing about like occupational and physical therapy is like we work in all these different areas. So like in a job type situation mm-hmm. like that or in a hospital or outpatient or mm-hmm. home health schools, like that's one thing I love about the field is that you could, even if I went back into it tomorrow, I could this is where I want to work, you know, or yeah. whatever. Nursing There's homes. a lot of different like fields mm-hmm. of it and stuff. Yeah. And if yeah. you get burnout in one area, okay, go try another one. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah, definitely. Cause I imagine, yeah, there's probably nursing homes and yep. kids and yep. like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So. Like in between. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Man, you sound like you miss it <laughs> a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. You'd miss it until you had to like go into work one morning yeah. when you didn't want to. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute, why am I doing yeah. this again? And juggle everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's something you may like go back to at some point or? Um, possibly. Like right yeah. now you're just sort of like just still doing the kid thing. Yeah. And, doing and the kid then, thing. um, you enjoy like volunteering at the school yes. and that sort of stuff. Yes. What yeah. do you do there? Um, right now I volunteer in kindergarten, um, mm-hmm. once a week. And so I actually do handwriting. Oh, so there you go. So that kind of goes with yes. your job. I, I do your skills, your skills yes. you already have. Exactly. That's and good. I love, I love handwriting. So, um, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for the last several years in kindergarten. Um, and then other things that Kylie and I both work on are like projects around the school. So we've renovated, or helped organ both physically and helped organize, mm-hmm. um, renovating all the classrooms, um, and the hallways and just kind of sprucing things up, getting new lights and all that kind of nice. stuff. And so, yeah, um, doing the auction, which has been a huge fundraiser for our school to raise money to pay for those activities mm-hmm. or act, you know, yeah. projects. Yeah. So, projects, yeah. But I yeah. tried to volunteer at the school when my <laughs> oldest was little. I did not last very yeah. long. I think part of it was the teacher that she had in kindergarten was not super professional. Um, um, she'd been teaching for a really long time. And I don't know that she was like bad at teaching. I don't think it's like was that really. It's just that um, I would like distract her from like doing her job. Mm. She would talk to me a lot. And I just would be like, I, I'm not here to like talk to you. I want to like you're I, I totally understand how difficult it must be to be a single adult in this room of 25 year old kids and like have to manage that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking like I would be able to help, you Mm -hmm. know? And the other thing that I think bothered me a little bit was I was never able to work with my own child, which I kind of wanted to at least sometimes. Right. But I just didn't know what I was getting into and I completely understand like why if someone was coming in to volunteer why they would have you work with kids who needed the help right Right. Right. so it was kind of like okay it's not that I mind that necessarily so I just think that was just kind of like a combination of like I don't really like doing this that much and I felt like sometimes she would just purposely try to find something for me to do rather than like 
being productive. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the one time I went in and I helped the kids do their fingerprint, Matt, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that was just so funny. Like it was really funny, like to, to get the kids to like do that. Um, and she had me do it during a time where like the counselor was in there to do their little session. So we had to like be quiet at the same time. And I was like, oh, this was a, this was a whole thing that not only was I not yeah. prepared for the kids have a really hard time with like the paint and yes. you know, like yes. doing the thing. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, so was I that did- your last day or <laughs> no, I actually did. I pretty much did most of all of kindergarten. I think I went like pretty much once a week for like a half an hour. And I pretty much did that like the full year. And then in first grade, when Isabel was in first grade, um, I ended up doing some, but I think I was pregnant that year and I had way less patience for the kids. And I don't mm-hmm. know what it was about like the first grade kids, but they were a thousand times more annoying than the kindergarten kids, which I know seems weird, but. Oh um, no, I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. They were a thousand <laughs> times more annoying. And the volunteers just had to listen to kids read and I Uh just really wanted to rip my hair out. (laughs) See the thing with kindergarten and first grade kindergartners, they are very excited to be in kindergarten. They're the big kids. (laughs) Like they're, you know, they're finally like, I don't know. But they're still also little. They're little and they like respect adults. And then like you get into first grade and there's a big maturity jump between like kindergarten and Mm -hmm. first grade. And they're like, Oh, I know what I'm doing and I'll talk back and you know, all that. Well, and, um, so when, Isabel was little they didn't really teach a ton of reading in kindergarten they've since changed that around Mm -hmm. as I know from experience Mm but um so first grade was kind of like the kindergarten for reading at now um sorry I said that backwards so kids were just literally like learning to read in the first grade so you were having to sit through helping kids literally read their first sentences. And that was like every single time you went in there and that's frustrating. Uh Like, okay, I'm a parent. I love my kids. I want them to learn how to read. So I'm willing to listen to the cat in the hat 10,000 times (laughs) and to sit there and tell you the same words over and over. Mm -hmm. And it's the most frustrating. That's Mm -hmm. potty training and teaching your kids to read are two of the most frustrating things you will ever do. Mm -hmm. So that was when I was like, I'm not doing (laughs) this anymore. (laughs) We actually had a friend tell us they had like five children and he's like, no, you can't have that one because we already taught her how to read. (laughs) And our girls were little. So I didn't understand. I'm like, oh, now I get it. I Mm -hmm. know exactly what he's talking because it is. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's super difficult. And um, when I had just Isabel and I stayed home a lot, Mm -hmm. I taught her how to read already. And so when she went to kindergarten, and she already knew everything that they teach. Because when I say I taught her how to read, like I taught her all the sounds of letters and how to read right. like short, like three word mm-hmm. or three letter like words or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they taught in kindergarten when she was there. So it was like, okay, well, she already like knew all this stuff. Well, now they try to get the kids like reading in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And so when Allie was in kindergarten, she that's when we had covid and so Allie actually got behind in reading and I didn't know what to do with that. I was like, what do I do with this? My kids have never been behind in reading before. I didn't even know like what to do with it. And yeah. it really took her till this year to really take off to like really get good at her reading. Mm-hmm. Um, just from like, it's just so weird just from being behind from that little bit. Yep. It yep. took till this year for her to finally like take off and like, really, I'm finally like, okay, she can finally yeah, <laughs> like read, you yeah. know? Whereas my older two kids by second grade were like 
reading chapter books mm-hmm. and having no issues like whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know? So yep. did you like notice any of that sort of stuff with the kids? Yeah. I, I, our girls must be in the same grade. Cause same thing with Reagan. She was in kindergarten. Yes. Yeah, se- my second mm-hmm. grader. So I have a fourth yes. grader and a second grader. Yeah. So close to the age of your girls. Yeah. 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 So I think COVID definitely had like a bigger impact on her than I like realized even we were at parent teacher conferences this year and she said something about we're going to go on the teacher was like we're going to go on two field trips this year because they haven't gone on a field trip and I didn't even realize that because they were done in kindergarten in March and then all of last I mean they went to like Discovery Park at the end of the year but that's the that's not really a field trip yeah right so I mean yeah they got to ride the bus which Mm -hmm. is the most important part of the field (laughs) trip but um, yeah. So I was like, I never realized that I never thought about it, you yeah. know? So they're going to, it's because she's your second child, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Your first child, it's all your first time. So everything's a milestone. Yes. Everything like I would go on the field trips with my mm-hmm. oldest and then I realize I don't need to do this. Right. <laughs> right. Like, oh, this is actually not that much fun. Well, it's not only is it not that much fun, but I feel like your presence kind of hinders your mm-hmm. kids' experience because they're like that. worried about you and like, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of a thing mm-hmm. where I think it's actually better for them to have the experience mm-hmm. to go without you. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped going to mm-hmm. the to the stuff and it it's way better. But yeah. but yeah, with the with the parent teacher conferences, like we just had those two and it was the first time where I really felt like Allie had really figured out school and was like Mm -hmm. kind of catching up to like what her sisters had done when they were her age. And so it's not that she's any less smart. It's just that the, the circumstances, you know, really affected her like a lot more because Cammie is in fourth grade. So she had already learned her basics of reading. Mm -hmm. So it was the end of second grade for her. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so the foundation was already there. The foundations were Mm -hmm. already there and she really was able to never really be behind on anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it made a big difference for those kindergarten and probably like first grade kids. I didn't have a first grader, but I can kind of imagine Mm -hmm. that probably kindergarten first grade had like a big, kind of a bigger impact. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy because you, it's it's like always a huge debate, right? With like education, Mm -hmm. you know, and and all that kind of stuff. But that was a good experiment. (laughs) Did your kids have to stay home? Did you do like homeschooling at all? Um, We did when we got out in March. So March to end of May or whatever, we had packets that actually teachers came to our house and like dropped off on a weekly basis that the teachers put together. And then we we did it and every teacher kind of did their own thing, whether, and also each grade was different. Obviously mm-hmm. kindergarten and first was pretty worksheet yeah. based and you know, that kind of, we had their books and went through stuff. So yeah, we still did some stuff. And then, um, last year we were in school full time with masks. And so we didn't miss out any on, in that regard. Um, just had to change them, you know, they didn't have their desk next to yeah. all of, all of that stuff, but, yeah. um, no mixed lunches or recesses, mm. but, um, Let's um, switch gears a little Uh bit because I was thinking about, so do your parents then still live like in Missouri? Nope. They're in Nashville. Oh, when did they move there? Oh, six, seven years ago, maybe about time we moved to Iowa. Uh, Did they move there for a job? Nope. They retired and. Oh, nice. They, they have some really long-term friends that live there and so they moved there. Oh, so do you guys go visit? 
Sometimes, not super often. Not super often. Um, they actually will more likely come up to see us. And so yeah. That's do you guys nice. have, uh, or do you have siblings? I do. I have two older sisters. One's in California, one's in Colorado, and then I have a younger brother who's in Missouri. Oh my gosh, so there's we four are of you? Spread out, yes. There's four. <laughs> so I'm the wow. third. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You're the yeah. youngest girl, though? Yep. Youngest nice. girl. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's that like? Um... I'm the oldest, so I have no, like, frame of reference for being, like, a younger sibling. Sibling. Well, and my brother, so it's just me and my brother, and he's only, he's not even two years younger than me, so it's, like, I mean, we're not really a different age, you know? It's kind of, like, grew up doing the same things all the time, and and now that we're adults, like, the age is so negligible, like, we're just the same age. I mean, people meet us for the first time, meet me, meet him first. Like no one knows who's the older one or the younger one because there's not a distinct (laughs) age difference, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, My oldest sister and I, I mean, we're like eight years apart. And then my second is four year. We're four years apart. So honestly, I was closer to my brother because we were only two years apart Mm -hmm. and we had moved from St. Louis to the smaller town together. Like, so we kind of had those like life experiences together. Um, I'm actually pretty close with my oldest sister now, but I think it's just more through um, being mothers and stuff like that. So being adults now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> I try to tell common similar, you know, yeah, interests and stuff. Yeah, like that. I try to tell Isabel that because my kids are 15, 10, and eight. Mm-hmm. So my 10 and eight year old are just closer because they still play with toys together mm-hmm. and watch the same shows and. They've shared a room for, they don't share a room now, but they did share a room for like a long time and stuff like that. And Isabel's a lot older, you know? So right now the disparity is big because she's 15. So Mm -hmm. it's like, she's going to be in high school and living her high school life and then going to college. And so she's going to be gone for years while my younger two are like growing up or whatever. And so, um, she's just like worried that she's basically like, an only child or something. Mm. And I'm just like, just wait till you're adults. Right. Right. You'll be able to be friends. The age gap won't even matter nope. like at yep. all. And you know, it's, but it, it is kind of difficult when you're just like growing up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Cause I didn't have much probably of a relationship with my oldest sister. Cause she was like in gone. school and college yeah. and yeah. And she was gone. And so, yeah, it's interesting. How- and I didn't even have that experience with like siblings, you know, whereas mm-hmm. my husband, my husband's Ryan, my Ryan, <laughs> my Ryan. <laughs> I say that a lot. My Ryan, he's the oldest of four kids. And so he had that experience to where like, you know, he's the one moving out and then he still has these younger siblings. I mean, he's 10 years older than his youngest sibling. So yeah, like, but I don't have that experience like at all. So I have like no idea like what's what that's like. Right. I feel like I grew up with a twin, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, my brother also, I think he was two years younger than me in school, but he ended up graduating from high school a year early. So it was, I mean, we basically went to, when we went to a small school, so I grew up and we went to LNM. So it was like, we like lived, we like had all the same people, you know, mm-hmm. all the same people. Cause yeah. you're in high school together. So right. it's not really like, there's just like, wasn't this like degree of separation, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. I just don't know like what that's like to not only like have older siblings, but to like have a big gap in like age, you know, did that have anything to do with why you had kids so close together? (laughs) I was hope, well, one, I didn't want to get too far out of the baby (laughs) phase and be like, I don't want to go back into it. Yeah. I Um, did that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I had five years between my first two, but actually it was, 
it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred it. So I have two experiences, right? So yeah, I have a five-year gap and a two-year gap. Mm-hmm. And the two-year gap was so much harder when they were younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when I had Cammy, like Isabel's already five, could take care of herself, could mm-hmm. help me. Like mm-hmm. that sort of stuff was like, man, it made it a lot easier. <laughs> but anyways, go on. Um, no, yeah. So Tegan was nine months old when we found out we were pregnant with Reagan and yeah, it was intentional. And then, yeah, I just, I hope that they, it can go either way, but I hope they grow up and they'll be close yeah. um, or it could grow They could grow up and they could hate Do each other. Do they get so. along pretty well or? Yes and no. It just depends. Like right now we fight over whatever, you know, but when they do get along, it's great, you know? So I think typical kids, nothing. Yeah. I mean, my kids play together a lot. They don't fight that much. Yeah. Not that, not really a ton. I mean, yeah. probably when they were little, you know, when mm-hmm. they're like, when kids are like two to four years old, they don't have a very good play with others mentality. Right. You're super self-driven, mm-hmm. right? So the fighting during those years <laughs> is just, they don't have any concept of like getting along with someone else or right. caring about if you know, someone else has the toy that they want. They'll just, I mean, like Allie, the younger one, my youngest one would like literally beat Cammy up for a toy, you know? <laughs> and I would just always be like, why are you letting her do this to you? You're bigger than her. Like, don't mm-hmm. let her do this to you. Cause right. then Cammy would always be like crying or whatever. And I'm just like, she, she's literally half your size. <laughs> but so that sort of stage was difficult. But once now that they're the age now, they don't really fight too much, which is yeah. kind of nice. I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I just, it's just like, just depends on the people. Yes. It's weird how like they develop their little personality so much mm-hmm. younger than you think they're going to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their personalities and even the looks like our girls don't look a lot alike. And they even, really don't. Uh, no, they don't. And I, it was funny cause when they were younger, people would kind of make comment, like a roundabout comment to me of like, insinuating that they had a different father oh <laughs> I yeah was like man okay I'm like nope their dad's at work and that's but if you our youngest Reagan looks more it's more of the Iberg side yeah than the oldest so she has Tegan has more of more looks of me more and her like you. Mm-hmm. my oldest yeah. looks exactly like Ryan yeah so there's no question yeah my Ryan (laughs) for clarification it's like it's it's uncanny like the pictures of her when she's a baby and how she just like looks just like him and I remember being so mad about it because like I had a traumatic birth with her Mm. and it was like my first kid and you know how you like like I always I've always had a good relationship with my mother-in-law but she's still my mother-in-law so when she would say stuff like the baby oh I mean you like stenciling your husband, blah, blah, blah. I would just always be like so annoyed about that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I did all this work and this kid looks just like him. Uh-huh. So annoying. But anyway, all three of my kids look completely different. They do not look like sisters at all. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny how that works. Yeah, out. it is. But, um, I don't, I guess I haven't paid that much attention to your girls. I know that they ha- definitely have like different colored hair, yes. which seems mm-hmm. makes them seem like they look a lot different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one's got the curly red hair. <laughs> yeah. And the other's got like dirty blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. One's tall, one short. And yeah. 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 So, um, I, it was kind of crazy to me to find out actually that you don't have like a huge or not a huge, but like really an athletic background at all because, um, well, obviously I coach and so mm-hmm. I see a lot of like human movement, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of have like develop an eye for like athleticism. Yeah. And you're actually like very athletic. And I, I don't mean it in a way of like, 
I'm so surprised. It's just like, well, I'm shocked you're saying that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you just don't have like a background in it, mm-hmm. but like you move very well and have like a really good Real squat and like, right. you know, like that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, which is sort of, you know, kind of unexpected for, for people who have no right development in athletics. Cause most, I mean, and you know, there's some people who like played sports in high school and that stuff and aren't necessarily that coordinated as adults mm-hmm. or that easy to teach things to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm always surprised when I have people come on and they like tell me their backgrounds because really. some <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, I played every sport under the sun. Mm-hmm. And then other people are like, no, this is my first like athletic experience. <laughs> Um, did that like intimidate you at all or like come into your mind at all about like joining something like this without really having like any sort of background with it? I, I mean, honestly, I was more nervous about coming into the group environment oh, Okay, and making myself look like an idiot. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> Yeah, which is why I like the back of the class yeah. <laughs> and you know, that kind of stuff, but that's gotten better. Does it bother you that the back of the class is not in the same spot anymore? Yes. <laughs> I am actually very mad that the little corner that I used to go to uh-huh. is now gone. And yeah. I was very, yeah. So I was, like, I was laughing I with some people who were like always in the back and I'm like, well, now you're in the front and they're like, yeah. And I'm not happy about it. Right. I'm like, now you got to get a new spot. And then even like doing bar work, everybody has to be on the same rig. You can't go in the back corner anymore. You can't, so you can't hide anymore. Can't hide. Nope. I appreciate that as a coach that everyone's on the same rig. I do like that. Um, Sometimes it would be hard for me to like keep track of people on the other rig, which is probably why they went over there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Caitlin. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Don't look at me. Uh, Don't look at me. That's right. There's definitely some, some people that, that, that are like that, but I'm just here to help. Right. I'm not here to judge you. I really just want to help you. That's it. I know. (laughs) And I give Gabe a hard time too. Even this past week, he was correcting me or coaching me on something. And I was like, don't yell at him. Just be nice. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing his job. But yeah. So you just would rather like be in the background. You don't want to get coached. No, you do, but you don't. I do, but I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm failing, you know, but um, it is embarrassing to like have someone look at you and you're worried that you're like screwing it up. And then, you know, it's like, you just want to do it right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I totally understand the sentiment. I mean, I'm the same way. I want to not look stupid. It was a couple weeks ago. Gabe was watching me and like, I could see him watching me and I was like, I messed up and He's like, I'm like, Gabe, I don't like that you're watching me. And then he like, he's like, fine. So he moved back a little bit and then I was able to do it. You know, it's like, I still knew he was watching, but it yeah. wasn't obvious. So mm-hmm. yeah. So do you have any like goals or like milestones or things that you are wanting, hoping to accomplish? Or do you just like enjoy just exercising in general and I mean, my big goal is just to try to be more consistent, like three to four times, like four times a week is my goal. I mean, three at the minimum, um, as far as like, like having a certain goal to like achieve something, I Mm -hmm. mean, a pull up is always in the back (laughs) of my mind, like one pull up, but I'm very far from that. But like, I still like a couple weeks ago, I think you were coaching and I was, I had read, what the workout was. And it was a lot of pull-ups and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I hate this. Cause I can't do it. But I made myself come because I'm like, that's when I need to go, Yeah, you know? So, um, and it's okay. Also too, I think just the mindset of like, I'm here just for me. I'm not here to compete with anybody. And like, I'm just doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's really helped kind of get over that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, I mean, why come here to compete when you're right. here to just 
improve yourself. Right. You know, like you can't control what other people are doing and what their abilities are. And yeah, so it's just, it's sort of, um, counterproductive, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure. And it just gets in your head, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, wait a minute, why am I concentrating on this? You know, like I just need to come here for me and I don't need to worry about like what other people are doing. So I like that mentality. Did it take you a couple of years to kind of get to that point? Yeah. Um, It took me a while for sure. And even it's, this sounds silly, but like nobody's really watching me except for the coach. You know what I mean? And like, it's not like anybody's comparing what I do to other people, even like logging stuff on sugar wad. Like I don't really look at what other people, I just mm-hmm. put my stuff in They're like, so why should I assume people are worried about, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just kind of, most people are worried about themselves. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to yeah. just call everyone selfish, right? right. <laughs> right. But I think in this kind of scenario, you should be selfish Mm -hmm. because just like what I said, you only have control over what you do. And really Mm -hmm. you don't have that much control because you have your genetics at play. You have your schedule, your kids, your life. So, um, and, and everybody has a little bit, you know, different recipe of all those things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I wish that, so we're doing that friends and family thing, like, Mm -hmm. you know, come and like try the gym out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, I wish people just knew that that's how it was before. I think a lot more people would start and not like be afraid of it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that that's like a big factor and people not wanting to do like a group fitness style thing? Just the nerves of, yeah. Just the nerves of like being in front of people and thinking they're going to be judged and stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah. It's really hard to like get people in like kind of over that hump, I think sometimes, you know, and even just thinking that I'm going into this group environment, I'm the new person, everybody knows what they're doing. And I don't, you know, but you quickly pick up on it. Even like sometimes like we were doing cleans the other day. I'm like, Oh, it's been a while since I've done this. And Sarah was like, Oh, I'll come back to you. And it does, you know, (laughs) like, but you just kind of have that moment of, Oh crap, you know? So But yeah, I mean, I'm sure that is, yeah, I just knew when I joined that I was just like, I just, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And I hope that, I mean, I've been, you know, it's been since 19 and obviously with COVID things were different, but it's like, I've really got to, you know, make this a priority and be a little bit more selfish for me. And yeah, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all up to you. And just, um, do you think like, so sometimes maybe like your mom guilt kind of like gets in the way of for sure. Yep. And just my responsibilities at home, you know, but just tell myself that, okay, well, if I don't get the laundry done today, that's fine. I can do it this evening or, you know, Ryan can do it or whatever, you know, like it's, I need to stop just making, I don't want to say excuses, but reasons, you know, or whatever. Um, and things happen like when your kids are sick and it throws a wrench and things, you know, but it's like, well, how sick are they? Can they sit in the car? Can they come inside? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) I, my mom guilt went away a long time ago. Um, I think just like having multiple kids, you know, just kind of like in life, you know, you just, you kind of have to let go of some Mm -hmm. of the things that used to like be a thing that I worried about. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, something like laundry would never, like I would never, it's never something I would sacrifice over something else. Like, like I don't care. Like I just don't care anymore. You know, whereas I used to, be more on a schedule and care more mm-hmm. about that stuff. And, and honestly though, lately it's kind of been bothering me that I don't care about that sort of stuff. Cause I feel like I'm not, I feel like I might be doing my kids a disservice to not have a more like disciplined household. And when I mean discipline, maybe like a more, 
like scheduled or like um, a household with like more expectations for like staying on top of things like laundry. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Just kind of how the household runs. Yeah. Yeah. Just like having a more like well-run household to where like people know like, oh yeah, I do my laundry on Tuesdays Mm -hmm. or I, you know, I do that with some things like, oh, shower night is like the certain night for the kids. And it's like, you don't need to argue with me. You don't need to try to tell me you showered last night. You don't need, it's like, because is it Tuesday? Okay. Well then it's shower day or whatever. But I don't, I haven't really extended that to like, um, stuff like laundry I don't know because it's when you have a family of five like it is a daily task Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes it's definitely a daily task I was actually folding laundry before I came here um I I made this commitment that I was going to get through all of the laundry so like the last week I've really been like chipping away at it and as I'm going I have to be the one to do it which is the annoying thing because my all my kids can do laundry even my eight-year-old she can run the washing machine and the dryer awesome um, now she can't reach the bottom of the washing machine. So she does have to get like a little stool to like reach into it, but they can do the laundry. So I can just be like, Hey, take the laundry basket from so-and-so go put it in the washer. Right. I can say, Hey, switch the wash to the dryer. Like I can do that. But when it comes to like organizing and getting like clothes that don't fit the girls or clothes that oh, people yes. don't want anymore, like kind of cycled mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And if I don't stay on top of them, putting the stuff away, then it just becomes this like giant mess over time. And now I'm, I'm to the point where I'm the only one who can fix it. And I just look at it and I'm just like, oh, it's a lot God. of work. It's, a ton it's of the work. bane of my existence, honestly, <laughs> you know, yes, it's really uh, bad. That's yeah. why I would just, I would never, I would be like, I'm definitely going to the gym over <laughs> yeah, this laundry. For sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like laundry is not a priority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like no, I get it. Ugh, yeah, like at all. The yeah. one thing I want to start implementing is, um, and I don't know how you feel about this, but, <laughs> or how you've been like doing it with like food, mm-hmm. but my husband and I are both to the point to where like having to plan what everyone is going to eat every day is just, just mm-hmm. gets really difficult. Mm-hmm. So I want to start, and my kids are all old enough to pretty much like, we don't really cook anything like where it's like super involved, okay. you know? We use the stovetop, the oven, the microwave. It's really not, it's, I'm not like expecting these people to be chefs, you know, right, right. but like my 10 year old can brown hamburger. My eight year old can use the microwave. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn how to like start doing some like basic cooking. You can definitely like tell what do you want to eat? You know? Right. So I'm going to start involving my kids a little bit more to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of me mm-hmm. to just always being deciding this and always mm-hmm. being the one who have to do it all. Yep. So I'm really tired of it. Yep. Yeah. We were just in, uh, Ames yesterday for gymnastics and it was my responsibility to figure out where we eat lunch and where we eat dinner. I'm like, come on, Ray, like help me out here a little bit, yeah. you know? And I'm like asking the girls, what do you want? And you know, Reagan finally was like, yeah, I want hamburgers for dinner. I'm like, okay, fine. This place has hamburgers. hamburgers. We're going, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I totally under can relate to that. Yeah. It is exhausting caring for others all the time and being responsible for making decisions. Yes. And, like yeah. the monotony of like being a mom. Yes. Yes. And that helps like coming to the gym. Like I get an hour to myself and like, there's been a few times where leaving the girls home for just short amount of time, you know? So like over spring break, I'm like, I'm going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know? And like, 
Here yes, is I our- remember you told me it was like the first time you like yes. left him home yes. for an hour. Yeah, exactly. And I, they have a house phone. They can text me on yeah. it. So like I told you, I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm going to check my phone. Yeah. And like, yeah, they would text me about, can we watch TV? Can, can I have we- a snack? Can I have a snack? And I'm like, and I obviously like, it didn't, like it's annoying, but it's, it didn't mess me up mentally to work out, you yeah. know, like, so. Plus you just know that when you don't have this high expectation of performance at right. the gym, right. you're here for different reasons. Yes. You're here to get your exercise in and to be a healthy, cause you want to contribute to your health. Right. You're not necessarily here to get your best time, your best. So right. if you need to be checking your phone cause your kids are at home, that's fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm not preparing for a comp. Right. So, yeah. Yes. It's fine. Yes. It's totally fine. And I'm glad that you've like stepped out on a limb to do that because it also helps your kids with like responsibility yes. and kind of learning some of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, my kids are similar age, 10 and eight. I've definitely left them home alone for mm. a little short oh, times yeah. or whatever. Like if I need to like run and do something, mm-hmm. I'm not packing you all up to like go with mm-hmm. me every single time. I mean, my kids have been home like from school sick. I'm like, well, <laughs> your dad and I have to work. So I guess you're home alone. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Cause you just can't always drop everything you're doing to stay home with a sick kid necessarily. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Especially that's kind of like the double edged sword. Like you definitely can't when they're younger, but once they get a little bit right. older, you can definitely start to kind of do that stuff and get a little bit more freedom. So mm-hmm. do you feel like you're kind of getting to that uh, age yes. a little bit? Yeah. And it's nice. It's nice. Even when you're talking about Isabel driving, it's like, Oh man, <laughs> you know, that's a huge milestone. And like, it's really been super nice. I also like that she's restricted on where she can nice. drive. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that she's going to be 16, not soon, but like you know, she will be 16 this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, when she can like drive wherever she wants, I'm going to have a heart attack every day. <laughs> not looking forward to that part. But I'm not, I'm no. not, I'm, I'm definitely more confident in her driving than I was before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had her drive me to the gym just probably like a month ago and her improvement of overdriving from the last time she drove me to the gym was like, like totally different. Nice. I mean, she, the fact that she drives every day to school mm-hmm. and has that responsibility has definitely helped her a lot. So I'm just hoping that she can just keep like building on that, on that yeah. experience because when she has to start driving on the highway and stuff, oh and then like you just hear about all the accidents mm-hmm. like on highway 61 mm-hmm. and I'm like, it would just be such a tragedy to have mm-hmm. the life of your child either taken away or altered because yeah. of like a car accident, yeah, I you can't know? Imagine. Yeah. So that I'm not looking super forward to, but the fact that she can like drive to the school and back and that's just like something that I don't have to worry about is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm super happy about that. But, um, I also haven't been like super enthused for her to drive her sisters. She has driven them to the school and stuff, but, um, I think, (laughs) I think even when she's 16, I probably am not going to let her do that that much. And she doesn't even really want to be responsible for that. She's like, if I'm going to kill someone, Mm -hmm. I'd rather it just be me. And I'm like, don't talk like that. But also, yes, <laughs> I'm glad, you know, it's good that she recognizes that. Yeah. You know? Okay. So before we wrap it up, was there anything, I know that you kind of asked me, sometimes people ask me for like questions or they kind of like get in their mind, maybe some things that they would like want to talk about and stuff. Was there like stuff we didn't touch on that you like thought maybe we would talk about or should talk about? No. Uh-uh. I no? didn't have you any ex- no expectations. Oh, no. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, was there anything that you did want to add or say? I don't think so. All right, cool. So (laughs) how, just one thing before we go, like what is your plan then to like be more consistent? 
Uh, I think just doing what I've been doing the last couple of weeks, you know, just making, making a priority, a priority mm-hmm. and just planning yep. everything else you have to mm-hmm. do like around it. Exactly. And yeah, just, yeah. Do that. you have anything coming up that's going to like vacations or yeah, like- we have a trip at the beginning of May. We'll be gone for a week, you know, so that might be a challenge coming back from that and mm-hmm. just getting right back into your routine. Yep. So that might be a good challenge yeah. for you to. Yeah. When you get back, like, what do you come back? Like weekend? Are you gone? Yeah. We'll be come back on a Saturday and then so, so Monday you're gonna have to come so right Monday, back to the gym. You have to come right back. Yeah. yeah well, I coach Monday. So I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> where, where are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, just awesome. So do you normally, uh, like worry about your nutrition that much or kind of like pay attention to that? So, I mean, since you did kind of come in doing the nutrition thing with Peyton, I didn't know like if you learned I anything during that or held on to anything. I did learn, did not do well with it didn't at do all. do well with it? No, nope. Um, I just probably weren't like ready for it. I don't think so. I yeah. think like doing the coming to the gym and the nutrition at the same time, like I said, I wanted it and I was ready, but I really wasn't. It was, like, a it was lot. too much. Well, that's yeah. why we don't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely have tried to be more aware of what I'm eating mm-hmm. and stuff like that and the choices that I've made. And I didn't know if it was something that you like really paid attention to or knew about before or had like no, not really. experimented with like at all. I mean, I took a nutrition class in college. Well, right. Like <laughs> it was about, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know that you should be making a better choice, but you're like, oh, well, this sounds great. So sometimes you don't know what the better choices are really. Like That's I've true. learned a lot since being in the CrossFit space, you know, about mm-hmm. nutrition and just like, mm-hmm. you know, just like being a 90s child or you know teenager or whatever and like the 80s 90s and with that sort of diet culture Mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation that Mm -hmm. came out with that and just a lot of like things that don't really you know aren't actually a good way to lose weight Mm -hmm. or be healthy you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like you know back in that day it was all like about the diet foods and Mm -hmm. like the low fat versions of everything Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it wasn't really about like well what we like talk about here just like just eat whole foods you know right like right eat whatever you want, but like cook it and buy it in its whole form and make it together rather than, you know, buying like processed or like already boxed or, you know, whatever, right. like stuff like that. And right. I think that that kind of helps give a lot of freedom too. So sure. I don't know if you yeah feel sort of. Yeah, definitely. And I think even, um, just making dinners at home, you know, a priority and stuff like that, even, back to the gymnastics thing, you know, we're gone a lot. So like we pre-plan our dinners and like have stuff like after this, I'm going to the grocery store and getting all that stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah, just trying to set yourself up to be successful. But yeah, there are definitely things from the nutrition with Peyton that I've, you know, held on to like water for sure. Mm-hmm. Intake, and then even just being aware of the protein and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, I definitely, that was valuable. I, yeah. I just wasn't capable of doing both at the same time yeah. when I first started. So. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's difficult. A lot of people really struggle with like the food logging and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It, it feels like a lot for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to be ready to like take on like a, like to take that on for sure. Right. Um, I think if it's something that you're interested in though, I know we've been talking about it a lot lately, like it's definitely doable. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like aware of the fact that you need to be putting in effort for this right. and you need to kind of have that in your mind that like, for this next three months, I'm going to like 
use this as like a class for me. Like I'm going to really like learn about myself, you know, right. and you kind of have to like put in that little bit extra effort. It's worth it because the stuff you learn and the principles and the things you can like take with you after that, but it is, it is going to be work, right? It's, it's work. Right. So just like you have to know that before you go into mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually more work than just coming to the gym an hour a day. Right. 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 So, cause this is like an ongoing every day, all day type yes. of a thing that yes. you need to like be managing. So yeah. Not it's a lot an hour. harder. Yeah. It's a lot harder than just coming to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they say that like the nutrition part of it is weighs heavier, you know, than your exercise or going to the gym. You know, that's a higher percentage. Yeah. Like you can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah. And it, it is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't like this all or nothing mindset. So, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, cir- circling it back around to what you said before, a person who comes to the gym regularly is going to make better mm-hmm. nutrition choices. They may not be the best, right? They may not be the most ideal, but they're better. And so you're still going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're still healthier. You're still fitter. You're still stronger. You're all those things. Right. So it's like, I, I remember um, Kyle and I did a podcast. I don't know when it was a few weeks ago or months ago about um, people when they start CrossFit or when they see CrossFit, they always think like, oh, I have to be this muscled person. I have to have six pack abs. I have mm-hmm. to have all these amazing lifts and I have to have muscle ups. And it's just like, nope, you don't need any of that stuff to be healthier and to be fitter and to be more mobile and to just feel better about yourself in general. Like just coming and exercising, doing any sort of exercise Mm -hmm. is going to move you in that right direction. So, you know, even if you're not like eating the most ideal stuff, you're definitely eating better than you would if you weren't doing it. And so I kind of just, just like want people to understand that like, you're still doing it. (laughs) If you're coming consistently, you're still doing the things you need to do to like move you in the right direction. I mean, if you really care about getting that six pack and getting that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just have to know that it's going to be work. It's, right. You don't just get that. Right. It's a, work. A to lot get of there. work. Yeah. So you kind of need to decide like that balance in your life. Like, am I willing to do the work to get that? Is it actually worth it to me? Or mm-hmm. do I like being able to have more flexibility? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In my life mm-hmm. and still like, I'm still fitter than I would be. Right. <laughs> right. I'm still thinner than I would be. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I think, yeah, having those lofty goals of a six pack and a certain weight or whatever, you know, going back to like the generation that we were raised in, you know, Mm -hmm. like the scale is not a great, it's a tool. It's one tool. Right. Yeah. And Peyton would always say that too. And, but yeah, it's just, yeah. It's not your end all be all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just feeling better is the ultimate. Yeah. I mean, even like coming to the gym and doing the workouts helps like your mental health a lot, oh, yeah. which, oh yeah, you know, has a snowball effect into mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that you do. And so I just like it for a lot of reasons. And I just hope that we can kind of shift the culture anyways into mm-hmm. like, we're not here to make six pack abs, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're here for health, you mm-hmm. know? And so just kind of like remembering that. Yeah. But. I just had a mama yesterday ask me, she knows I come to CrossFit. She's like, so can you do a muscle up? And I'm like, and she, cause she did it a long time ago. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why I go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose it's kind of seems really far away just because like your first thing would be to like get a pull up. Right. <laughs> right. But I think, yeah, with something like a muscle up, it's, it's sort of like a party trick. It's not really a thing that you need for health and fitness. Right. 
you know? But that was her idea. Of yeah, CrossFit, you know? I know. Yeah. That like really high end mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I would, I would argue that a pull up is a good, it's a good litmus test for like fitness. Yeah. Um, being able to pull yourself up yep. is like a pretty good thing to be able to do. Right. And so like working towards something like that is definitely in my opinion, working toward more towards like a functional fitness type Goal. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's separate from like doing butterfly pull-ups for speed though. I'm right. talking about just like a strict pull-up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just like one strict pull-up. <laughs> if one. you can do one strict pull-up, you are definitely fitter and stronger than like 99% of <laughs> people your age, especially yeah. when you're a woman who's like of close to an age to us, <laughs> which we can leave. Right. <laughs> secret. That's Everyone right. knows how old I am though. <laughs> we'll just keep mine a secret. I was telling people I was going to start joking that I was going to start saying on the podcast how I'm going to be 41 because I said I was going to be 40 for like an entire year. And now <laughs> I haven't really talked about my age, but everyone knows, you know, everyone knows. Yep. <laughs> 40 birthday coming up, you guys, because it's almost April. Yes, it is. So yeah, it's crazy. When's your birthday? April 15th. Oh, okay. so yeah, it's crazy. It's been almost a year since like, You're I mean, s- since my last birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just crazy how it's time. I mean, yes. man, yeah. it is like. So crazy. Anyways, okay, you've actually been talking to me for an hour and twenty minutes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I know. So, so we don't start boring people. We better wrap it up. But Alrighty. it was super awesome to talk to you. I wish I talked to you more often. Like I wish we had more time to like hang out. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, life. And I all think that John stuff. just gets in the way. But John, he does talk a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should just start shunning him. It's <laughs> a great idea. Just start ignoring. We'll him. We'll start tomorrow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> start tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Um, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the gym. Say bye, Caitlin. Bye.